Welcome to the second episode of Writer's Happy Hour. So today, got my first guest on here. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Macho Dan. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's <laughs> happening, pal? It's man, not much. It's yeah. been a bit. It's been a minute, for it's been sure. a while, man. Uh, really happy to have you on here. I couldn't have asked for a better first guest. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, when you when you sent me the message, I was excited to do it. I have I've kind of uh, we ended our campaign like uh, end of into the fall, I guess, and um, I haven't streamed like basically at all since that happened. I've just been kind of on hiatus. I've been saying, and uh, so it feels good to be back. I That's appreciate awesome, you asking. Man. That's yeah. awesome, man. I'm glad I can be your first foray back into streaming. Absolutely. Um. So. Macho is a writer. He uh, recently put out a comic book, like you said, it ended in fall of last year, right? Um, called Hero Blood of Patriots, a really successful Kickstarter. Um, really great book. Uh, if you guys want to follow him, his name is under him at, at Macho Dano on Twitter. Um, can they still get your book, or is the uh, order stopped? No, well, right now our Indiegogo, um, that's what we chose to go with first, um, and uh, it's done. That Indiegogo is done. However, um, after the first of the year, uh, my co-creator, uh, Muttman, and I, uh, we're going to start our um, a Kickstarter. It's the same book, um, but what we're doing is we have – we over-ordered everything. Right. And so um, we're going to do a Kickstarter because there's a different um, – there's a different audience on Kickstarter. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of people that are – the people that are searching for new stuff, they typically gravitate towards Kickstarter. People who kind of have an audience usually use Indiegogo. It's also a little bit easier money-wise, stuff like that. So we are – it's a long way of saying I'm going to be uh, doing a Kickstarter um, sometime after the first of the year, and we will have you'll have a chance to get the book. Um, I will actually give you a link um, that is to the first 16 pages of the comic. Awesome. Um, it's absolutely free. It's a digital download. Um, everybody can have that if you like it. Um, this is just the very first 16 pages. The comic, the 48 pages, picks up where this leaves off. Um, and uh, it's a super high-quality print. I actually have one. I should have picked one up and brought it in here. Super high-quality print. Fantastic book. I'm really proud of it. So I'd um, – yeah, I'd be. I'd love to have some people uh, pick it up. Awesome. Yeah. So what I'll do is uh, when you send me that link, I'll drop it down in the little uh, drop down menu on YouTube. Uh, that way, anybody watching on YouTube can pull it, and I'll put it up with all the Twitter posts that I do and everything like that. Um, and I'll put it in the description on the podcast website as well. Um, so kind of kick things off. Uh, like I said this is what I'm trying to do is to help inspire other writers. That maybe having you know writer's block or you know a hard time really getting a good creative flow going. So um, we'll start off with an easy one. You know uh, what what got you into writing? Um, I've always been a creative uh, person. Uh, you know, growing up, I had I mean, like every kid, I had the action figures and stuff. But I found myself uh, uh, writing out kind of how I wanted my worlds to be, um, and. Uh, I'm not an artist. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good at drawing comics, but I still wanted to be in that space. I wanted to be in that kind of comic world. So I started uh, writing and describing these worlds as opposed to putting them down on paper that way. Um, and it kind of worked for me. I'm not, I guess, traditional. I haven't been trained. Um, 
I don't have a whole lot of any sort of formal um, work, but I have a lot of ideas. And so I've had to learn from a lot of really great writers that are friends now that I've asked questions. And, uh, yeah, I just basically started taking those crazy ideas that didn't make any sense. And some of them were terrible. They're bad ideas. <laughs> I'm glad that I didn't make those into anything. But some of the good ideas I've written down and um, written stories about them, and I have a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of material lined up for the future. So yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I tend to get that way too. You know, you kind of laying in bed at night and your brain starts racing, and yep. you get one of these crazy wild hair ideas, and you write it down. And you wake up the next morning and look at it and go, "Was I was I drunk or <laughs> what happened there?" Because that doesn't make sense. Yep. Sentient, yep, absolutely. Sentient Campbell's soup can. Where did that come <laughs> now from? Now that. Now that one is a good one. That is a <laughs> one that I haven't thought of. <laughs> uh, man. So um, what kind of – so obviously reading through Hero, you know, you pull a lot of inspiration from a lot of the uh, the 80s nostalgia of action movies and uh, stuff like that. Uh, what what inspirations did you use to draw from when, when making your comic book? Um, yeah, I mean – you know, we went back to the heyday of comics, so the 80s and 90s, um, over the top, uh, just crazy action. Uh, it, it's zombie super soldiers um, taking down communists. So, yep. I mean, that is, is, is 80s and 90s action as you can get. Yeah. So, obviously, that's a heavy influence. Um, we are both big fans of uh, Captain America. There's a little bit of Captain America in there. Um Deathlock uh, was also kind of a little bit of a um, uh, an inspiration, and then uh, funny enough, there's a little bit of Pinocchio in there if you look yeah. dig deep enough. Uh, so you know, those are some of the characters we we kind of use to create Hero uh, himself, as you'll see him in the comic. Um, and uh, as as far as like the themes go, it was just you know it was real heavy pro America. Um, you know, we had to beat the commies. It's, you know, it's not the cold war. It's a, it's a full on war. Like it's world right. war three and, uh, America's up against the ropes and what does America do? They win. We always win. So, <laughs> yeah. um, that's the kind of book we wanted to make a, a patriotic, just, uh, you know, kick-ass action, action movie in a, in a comic book. Awesome. And yeah, you guys definitely achieved that. Cause the whole time I was watching it, I felt like I was a kid again, watching a Stallone movie with my dad, you know, oh. <laughs> It well, was that just one is of those exactly feelings. Exactly what we're going for. That's exactly what we wanted to do. So yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, you guys definitely hit the mark with that, um, with some of those inspirations. Uh, what other, like, so when you did your your writing process, what kind of, what did you do to kind of get yourself into a zone to start writing? Like, what kind of music did you use? What kind of setting did you like to have around you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, this all started to like once again. I I kind of went at this backwards. So I this all started from a dream I had, and um, the dream goes like this. Uh, I I remember uh, the the dream was I was I was somewhere I was on I was in like a store is what I remember, and there are these um you know the droid in uh, uh, Empire um, uh, Empire Strikes Back. At the very beginning of the movie, it's the the spy droid, and he's floating around in Hoth. Um, it's it was one of those, except it was holding up a body, okay, which is real strange. And um, so he's floating floating around with the body, and he's trying to pretend like he's a human, but he's like knocking into stuff, and people are <laughs> like, 
you're you're not a human, you're a robot. Um, and it was just this really strange thing. Anyway, I, I tell this dream to Mutt, and um, I'm talking to him about him. We were close friends. We were close friends before any of this. And, um, you know, I knew he and I both talked comics all the time. So I was telling him about this, and he's like, man, that would be a cool comic. And he started, we started throwing out ideas. And it just took on a life of its own. So we uh, basically distilled that I- idea down until what Hero is now, which is um, it's a machine, but, but is it what, what does it take for the machine to kind of become a little bit human too? So with those ideas, I went to the process of making the comic. So I kind of use a variation. <laughs> I use a lot of things, but one of the variations I used was um, Doug Tenaple has a method where he kind of writes down the big chunks of what he wants to accomplish on note cards. And then um, from those big chunks, then you add some <coughs> some more note cards and you put them in between those big ones of the, of the scenes. And then you add more and you add more detail on every single one of those note cards until you kind of get a, um, a a full story. I did some of that. I started throwing that um, those note cards down and getting those big chunks laid out. And then from there, I took spaces of the comic, like kind of sections, mm-hmm. and I really started to get detailed on it. So I'd write scenes, um, and I write kind of like I, – I don't write the scene and the dialogue and everything. I basically word vomit for – pages right and i have to go through it and mutt and i have to kind of weed out the stuff that's good and then keep the stuff that's not and uh once i get that all distilled down and we're both happy with the story because he's kind of um he 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 definitely has some writing input on the the stories right then uh give it to him he lays out the um uh the images and then we have dialogue back and forth about what we want to see sometimes i have a very clear vision for a scene and sometimes not we work together until that's done and then final dialogue and um that seems like not a lot of steps but it's so many steps <laughs> it takes so yeah long. you so can long. you can really get bogged down you know kind of getting into the weeds there but it's good that yeah. you've got somebody you know with you to kind of help you know look at something yeah. and give you a fresh take on it yeah and like so you know i know you're doing a lot of it by yourself right uh but uh Comic out is finding somebody who is. Are you losing me? I lost you for a second there. You're back. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna try to. I'll probably have to uh, jump on my phone here. But anyway, I was gonna say, uh, is finding somebody you really trust, somebody you can um, work well with, and then um, really leading into them for help. Like, so you're a writer, you get an artist you can really trust. And uh, develop a really good friendship and work with them to to make that book. Uh, sometimes it, that requires giving them some partial ownership. Mutt and I are kind of fifty fifty in this deal. We kind of came up with this concept together and worked on it um, together. So that's how we run it. But uh, you know, there's you know if you're if you're a writer and you want to give twenty five percent away ownership, you know that might be a way to get somebody really invested in the pro- project too. Right, right, and and you know so. For me, um, I had my buddy Charlie, uh, who's a writer as well, and that's kind of who I use for all of my, you know, sounding ideas. Mm-hmm. And I definitely find having a community around you helps so much more with that creative process because you you sit there for hours and stare at a blank page waiting for something to come and nothing hits. Yep. You know, yep. or you stare at a flow chart of where you want it to go, and you're like, okay, well, how do I expand upon this? How do I make yeah. this work? 
Yeah. Yeah, and I guess you um you asked me what like what I my method to get into it, and I didn't answer that part of the question. But hey, it's all good. Um, <laughs> it depends. Um, sometimes, sometimes I put music on, sometimes I don't. Um, typically, I like if I have music on, I like it fairly quiet. Um, but if I'm writing a scene like an action scene, I'll like put on you know like and put on Metallica or something like that. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no specific space for me. Typically. It might be the easy chair in my uh, my uh, bedroom. I'll sit down there and prop, pick the foot up, and you know, put some music on uh, just low and to set my mood and and then go for it. I, I kind of zone out off of the um, uh, out of the music though. I, I can't have anything too wordy. Usually, yeah. I just uh, you know instrumental stuff because uh, if it's too wordy, I find myself listening to the words and. Right. That happens with me, too. If I have anything that's got words in it, I'll slowly start realizing that those words are somehow popping up into my script, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, I tend to keep mine set more on – you know, it's funny. I keep mine on, like, 80s retro wave and synthwave hey, that's kind of a great stuff. one. Yeah, synthwave stuff is awesome. It's really good. Um, there's one on Spotify. I can't remember what it is right now, but it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I found a few. There was a few that I found that I listen to when I write, and it helps a whole lot to get the juices flowing. Um, so coming up with characters. So I know you said that you uh, had the dream with the, the Star Wars droid kind of floating their dead body <laughs> yeah. around. But yep. um, so how do you build those characters from that dream? Like how do you take that dream and just kind of expand on it and make those characters in? Like do you do you think of like – so the way I do things is – when I think of a character, I kind of put an actor to them, and mm -hmm. I build yeah. it around how I want them to, how I would want that, that what actor I would want to portray them. You sure, Because yeah. it helps me kind of figure out, you know, okay, well, this guy is going to be like Ryan Gosling in Drive, so I'll start mm -hmm. wrapping that dialogue and the way he acts around that, you know. So was yeah. there anything like that that you kind of, you know, used to to help develop um, characters? Um. I, I've certainly done that before. Uh, I think that's probably a pretty tried and true method. This time with Hero, um, so a little bit about – I'll give you a little bit about the that character and then why it would be hard to kind of make him that way. So Hero himself, it's, it's an acronym. It stands for Hardware Integrated Reanimation Ordinance. And what it was, it starts out as kind of a um, – a machine it looks like a backpack with legs okay and what it can do is if somebody there's a fallen soldier um, they die in in battle um, they can deploy a hero unit um, or this is the theory right that it, it would basically be able to attach to the body and it uses um, uh, a lot of interesting processes that are discussed in the book to basically reanimate that corpse right. um, so uh, in the process of this story, you're going to find out that, um, uh, and you know, I guess spoiler warning, but uh, it won't ruin too much. But I mean, that machine uh, has some bugs in the system, right? And it becomes a little bit more. And the the way it becomes a little bit more than just a machine is is uh, unique, and you'll find that out. But right, um, it uh, that character couldn't be. It, I couldn't. I couldn't envision him being or her. Uh, it's kind of a. It's a. It's its own. That heroes is its own person. Right. Um. But I do have other characters. So you'll meet Doctor Crouppen. You'll be meet his best friend bodyguard, all around good guy named Boone. You'll meet his sister Nina, and then you'll meet a couple other characters. 
And um, some of them, I did kind of have some ideas for, you know, who, uh, you know, just putting somebody in, in, in as a placeholder, but I like them to be their own. So um, for me, typically, I I don't use a, an actor in my head. Um, I try to create, because then I feel like I, I always associate them with that actor. And there's right. nothing wrong with doing that at all. It's just not something that um, uh, worked for me on this particular book. So I kind of like to lay out all the characteristics I want to see in them. And I kind of let that speak to me. And um, it takes a few days, well, more than a few days. Usually it's going to be a few writing sessions, which are going to be a, you know, a long time to work that character out of, of what I want them to be, the personality and how they talk and all those little details. Um, like Boone, for example, ended up being probably one of my favorite characters in the entire book. And he's this like uh, a big, lovable um, uh, gangster turned uh, turned like he heroic sidekick. And uh, he's just such a awesome character. And he has a big story to uh, to go in volume two. And uh, so, yeah, it's just fun to kind of grow them out of that, I think. Um, right. And I, I got to let them speak to me, which seems really corny to say, but. Yeah, no, I, I get I, that. I got to get I got to get that from them, I guess, the character as they're being fleshed out in the book. Right. You kind of it's good to treat the characters like, you know, they're living beings yeah. and that, you know, you can have it's silly in a sense, but you can have conversations with these characters in your head and talk mm -hmm. to them and it usually can help you get a good grasp on where they would want to go because you kind of just surrender your mind to that character for a minute and let yep. them work through you you know so you present the situation and let them work through that situation yep absolutely um kind of so one of the characters i thought of while i was reading while i was rereading again um so the main villain uh volk volk <laughs> yep the whole time I was reading him, and you know, I don't want to set somebody in stone for you, but this is just what my thought was. Yeah. The only thing I could hear in my head was Sam Rockwell. <laughs> That's who I thought of the whole time was Sam Rockwell, just this sleazy, angry Sam Rockwell. That's that's a great. He would probably have a slight Russian accent, but yeah, that, I mean, a sleazy Sam Rockwell with a Russian accent, like that's a pretty good approximation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great no because sam rockwell that he's such a good actor and he can pull out that kind of like just like you feel gross after dealing with him you yeah. know what I mean? yeah yeah but he, he's so good about flipping the switch on that too oh yeah absolutely um because uh i don't know if you saw three billboards um outside of ebbing missouri but he i did i heard that was great though i heard it was fantastic he had that he had that sleazeball to lovable you know rooting for this guy kind of thing Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so um, you said you're you're working on a volume two on that. Yeah, working on volume two. So that um, we are just now. So uh, a little backstory. Sorry, I talk. Oh I have no, to, you're I'll fine. Go back to to tell the reasons for these things. But Mutt, my my pal, one of my best friends, and he helped me create. He, you know, we co-created this project. He actually moved from the town that we live in now. Um, he was just, you know, 20 minutes down the road, and he moved to Tennessee. Um, so he's a he's a ways away from me now, um, which is is a is a sucky thing. But I'm so thrilled for him because he did get um, a fantastic job, and it was an opportunity he couldn't pass up. So um, 
the good news with that is he's going to have more time and drive to be able to put into this book because he was just grinding on freelance graphic, you know, graphic art and stuff yep. like that for like almost a year, like almost an entire year he was doing that. And uh, it was wearing him down. So I'm so happy that he was able to get that opportunity and have a steady paycheck, a steady job. He doesn't have to worry about the stressors. So this gives us the opportunity to really work hard on volume two. So that will be launching at some point. Um, honestly, it'll either be it'll probably be late this year. Uh, reason being is we want to be um, fully like almost done with all art, everything before we launch. Like one of our mistakes on our book um, is that we thought we were further ahead than we needed to be, uh, and we weren't. We should have had more art done. We should have had more of everything done. Everything should have been planned out, and we were a little behind. So our 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 book was a little bit later getting out. Um, luckily, indie comics fans are phenomenal and everybody was so supportive of, of us and it wasn't a big deal but uh, we don't want to do that we want to when we finish and we close the campaign we want to in a short amount of time turn that book around and get it into to readers hands um, because that's what we would want if we were buying a book right um, right so yeah so number two is going to be coming out and uh, we're pretty pumped about it um, there's going to be three volumes in all for the whole kind of hero story arc um that's what we have planned. They're all going to be 48 pages approximately. They might be a little bit more depending on how the story um, swells in this second um, second volume. But um, it's going to be a whole uh, a whole arc. Uh, it's it's going to be like you know kind of. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are continuing it. Like I said, I really, really, really enjoyed that first uh that first book and I'm I'm looking forward to the second one. I'll be one of the first ones on when you guys go live on that Kickstarter, man. I'll be right there. Um so on the subject of the Kickstarter, you know, I know you had said um Oh, the volume cut on us. Hang hang on. Oh, Dan's volume cut out. That's no bueno. No, hang on, I lost you here. Hold on. Let me try and some stuff here. Mm. Let's see. Talk again for me. Testing. There you Can go. You now you're uh, you're back now. Cool. You're back now. You're back now. Um, I guess. Uh, what did we miss? <laughs> what did yeah, y'all right. miss? <laughs> it's coming back. Hang on. Um. So uh, while we wait for that to pop up, we can come back to whatever they need. Um. What uh, so what you know on the subject of the Kickstarter? I know you had said that you had wish you had more of a, a more complete um product by the time you had put it out. What other pitfalls or advice do you have for you know creators starting out that want to go that route, that want to go the Indiegogo or Kickstarter route? Um, yeah. So, like I said, we did Indiegogo to start with, um, and it was um, it, it was the right choice, and you guys gotta. If, if you're going to do one, really look at the differences in the two platforms. Um, one of the main differences and one of the reasons we chose Indiegogo was that uh, when you complete the campaign, um, you get your money immediately. And we kind of needed that seed money to be able to uh, pay colorists and pay the printing and do all these things. So 
Uh, you get your money up front, and that's a big plus with Indiegogo. Uh, with Kickstarter, you don't get your money until the item's ready to ship. Uh, so, you know, think about those things when you're when you're putting a book out. Um, that's why a lot of indie creators will go Indiegogo first. They'll get a following. Um, for us, we probably didn't have enough people. Um, actually, our first campaign failed, like didn't make the goal at all. And we learned a lot of stuff. So number one, the following. So we started, I had like 400 Twitter followers, and I still don't have many followers now. I have like right. 1,600 or something like that, which is not a lot. And, um, uh, but it's enough to sustain me as a small time creator. Uh, I have a lot of friends in the kind of indie sphere and they will also tweet out stuff. So get into some of these like writer's rooms or, uh, chats in the indie community. Um, you could, you know, get, there's so many indie comic creators out there. You can quickly get plugged in. So that is number one you need to do. Make some friends. KP is a great person to talk to. Um, if you want to, uh, uh, at me on Twitter, I would love to help anybody who is interested, um, in putting a book out. I'm, uh, I'm by no means an expert, but I made a lot of mistakes and I want to help you as much as possible. So following number one, um, make tweets, you know, engage people very friendly. Don't, don't be argumentative. I mean, you know, stand up for your values or whatever, but, um, I found that it's, like the old saying goes, like you attract more flies with honey than with vinegar, right? That's how I right. I, I work myself on on Twitter, on any social media. Um, I need to be above reproach. I should I want to treat every individual I talk to anywhere with respect, and uh, I want to be a positive influence on the entire community. If you do those things, I truly believe you'll get a pretty good following. Um, that's how I got mine. That's that's what worked for me. Um, number two, get your stuff done ahead of time if you can. So, um, we were, uh, we probably had half the book done when we finished our Indiegogo and that was not even close to being enough. Like 75% or more done would be beneficial. If you don't do that, be upfront with your, um, supporters as to when that book is going to come out. Um, we thought we were going to get it out last November, I think, mm -hmm. and it didn't come out till like April. Like that's when we got it, got the book out. Uh, so, you know, be upfront. We that was a miscalculation on our part, and we owned it. So, uh, you know, you gotta think about all that stuff. We had a lot of things that happened. I mean, COVID, everything, right? Played a factor, right? Um, and then um, continue to always keep your supporters like informed on your book. So uh, when something comes out, a new piece of artwork, don't show all the artwork. Like nobody likes to be spoiled, but show them a little, like show them that you're working on it. They love to see an update. So, you know, do a weekly update or a bi-weekly update or something like that. People love seeing those things and uh, just continue to be engaged. If you're not, um, and I found this out cause I kind of checked out a little bit after the campaign ended and I was like working hard to get it. We we're working hard to get it done. Um, I kind of checked out and people were like wondering if I like, you know, ghosted, uh, but that wasn't the case. So, you know, keep people in the loop. That's, that's kind of uh, a big one too. They, they like you, you know, they like you as a creator. That's why they supported you and you got to sell yourself. Uh, so continue to sell yourself, make yourself available. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's tons of other. Oh yeah. 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 
But I mean, I, I can say, you know, you guys, you guys helped me a whole lot starting out. You know, I kind of y'all were the first ones I really made contact with, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was very comforting to know that the community out here is very supportive. Oh yeah, and, you know, it, it helps to know that if you put yourself out there, you're not gonna get shut down. You know, yep. you're gonna have people that are there that are, you know, that want to lift you up and yep. help you out. You know, and you know, uh, finding out, you know, even starting this podcast, you know, I, I kind of was like, how am I gonna promote this? How am I gonna get people to come and see it? And it's just like you gotta take that risk. You gotta jump out there and. You know, I, yep. I was telling the guys in one of my Discord channels the other day that, you know, passion shows through mm. whenever in everything you do. And people can always tell if you've got passion behind what you're doing. And that goes a long way. You know, if yep. you can feel it and you can sense it in somebody's, you know, talking or typing or whatever they say or how they pitch their idea, you know that, hey, it, it may not be the best idea. It may not be the next Citizen Kane or the next you know, killing joke, but it's something that they're really, really, really passionate about. And it's yep. your duty as a fellow creator and a, you know, as a fellow human to help lift them up and to push them to, to where they want to go. Yep. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, uh, you, you said something, um, oh man, you, you said something and I had a thought, but, um, I lost it. It's, but you know, th- this whole creator sphere out here, um. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, uh, you said something, and I just thought, like, you know, people can smell, like, they can smell bullshit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, I there's creators that, you know, come came out. Uh, we you know we we're marketing our book, and then these uh, there's some new creators, and like it's exciting when you see a new a new um creator with a new idea and uh, a project that they want to get off the ground. Um, but, uh, you can quickly, you can typically tell pretty quickly, um, if they're full of it or not. Cause we've had some that showed up out of nowhere, like put this thing out there and then, um, it, it they get ugly and you can just, you can tell pretty quickly that they are not going to be somebody that you want to put your, uh, your money or your time behind. Right. Um, and, uh, it is really cool though, when, other people show up and you, you meet these other creators and they come out of nowhere and they ask for some assistance and you help them out. And then they have your back from then on. Like, and it's just a, it's a great community to be a part of. There's certainly, you can find, you can find the negative or the nasty parts of this community. If you look for it, you can find it. Um, so remember that when you're picking and choosing people to follow and to support, because if they're nasty, you know, if they're being nasty, can, chances are they're going to continue to be that way. Um, so uh, I don't like to get too political with with this stuff. Right. There's a lot of that out there too, but right. that's kind of my thing that I stand behind. <laughs> no, and, and you don't have to get political with it, man. Like like you said, if your content's good, if your passion's there, and if you're not just blowing smoke, yep. you're going to be fine. Whatever yep. you're putting out, you're going to be fine. People are going to want to come around to it. This 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 – the indie culture around comic books is skyrocketing right now. Yep. And people want to see new and fresh ideas. So if you have any ideas, just put them down and try them out, man. You know, get into one of these communities, talk to, you know, message me, message macho, you know, get into some of these discords and and talk to us. And I would be more than honored to read what you have to put out there, you know, 
Yep. And, you know, I mean, I'm no critic, but I can give some input. I can help, yep. you know, and, and that's definitely something that, you know, if, if the people watching, if they take away anything, that's the one thing I want people to take away from is just get out there. Just get out there and yeah. do it. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to try. Nobody knew Mutt and I from Adam when we started. Like, I literally had, I probably had like 60 followers on Twitter when I started this. And I just, I got out there. I wanted to be part of the scene and I commented with people and, you know, friended them and whatever. And uh, the indie comic scene, once again, like, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, but if you are genuine and you uh, have an idea that, and, and you're willing to put it out there, you're going to get some support. And uh, you might find an artist, you might find a writer, you might find uh, people that will be lifelong friends out of this. So, you know, get out and try it. Don't be afraid. That's the biggest piece of advice, I think. So uh, kind of wrap-up question, um, just to kind of help people get some more inspiration and maybe pull from, from actual comic book stuffs. Uh, one of the questions I want to start asking at the end of every one is give me your top three arc pull lists when it comes to comic books. Oh, man. All right. That's a tough one. Man. Yeah. All right. Um, so <clears throat> I, I, I have a couple. They're not current, but uh, a couple um, semi last 10 years uh, that I really, really, really enjoy. Um, the first one I'll go with is um, – and I – uh, well, it's the Rick Remender run of the Uncanny X-Men. Okay. Um, and it is just such a good comic book run. Uh, it's like Wolverine, Deadpool, Psylocke, Archangel. Anyway, um, they're, they're fighting Apocalypse, and they're uh, sent, basically sent on a mission to assassinate young Apocalypse. Phenomenal, phenomenal run. Rick Remender, I don't like as a human. <laughs> <laughs> but the man can write. He, the man is incredible. So sometimes you got to separate the art from the artist if you really like it. You know. Fan, yeah, fantastic run. Like the that is so good. Um, the second one, uh, I'd say I I bought all these up until issue probably like up until the thirty something issues, uh, and then I stopped buying new comics for a while. So I have some catching up to do, but it was a run um, by Image called Manifest Destiny, and it was if Lewis and Clark, you know, left to explore the Louisiana Purchase, uh, but there's witches and monsters and zombies and nice. stuff. That one's uh, gonna have to go on my list now. <laughs> it's really good, uh, and you could probably find a trade paperback of the first volume, like super easy. And uh, the art is great. the The artist is actually from my hometown too. That that works. That works. Come on. 
Uh-oh. Free. There we go. I got you. You just popped out for a second. You're back? Yeah, you're okay, back. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so Daniel Warren Johnson is is fantastic. He has some incredible uh, comics out there. If you go on his um, his website, I think he has a bunch of free comics, uh, some Star Wars stuff. And he has a issue coming out. I mean, it might be this month, but it is uh, a, nor- a new uh, book based on Beta Ray Bill, and it looks incredible. It awesome. looks absolutely incredible. So I would give that one a shot. Daniel Warren Johnson is amazing. His art's incredible. Um, I'd pr- probably buy everything that I can that he's done. So go awesome. with that one. Awesome. Well, that's good stuff. Uh, like I said, I'll have to put some of those on my pull list and uh, start reading them. But I appreciate you being here with me, man. Uh, it's Macho Dan. Uh, he has his book, Hero, out right now. Um, he's going to be relaunching it, obviously. He said uh, before. Um, when did uh, – so, sometime, sometime in 2021 I'm going to relaunch it. Uh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, beginning of the year I'm going to relaunch um, the Kickstarter for um, right. Hero Blood Patriots. Right. Uh, so if you are um, curious about it, Please uh, check out my um, Twitter feed. I have some info there. I'm also going to put – I guess it's okay to put in the chat. Um, yeah, I have the uh, link to the zero issue or the first issue. It's the first 16 pages of the story. Um, it's 100% free. Download it. Enjoy it. Share it with other people, whatever you want to do. This gets you started. It's black and white. The book is color. Uh, it's high-quality, super high-quality print and um, it will be available for you. So I'm going to put that in the, the link to that. Let's make sure it works. Um, if not, you can just send it to me um, in Twitch or whatever, or not Twitch, uh, Twitter, and I'll just put it up there real okay. quick. Yeah, it's doing something that like, wants me to log in. I'll, um, yeah, just send any of you guys. Yeah, any of you guys in the chat, if you want it, um, I'm going to put it, give it to KP. He's going to put it out on Twitter, or yep. if you follow me, we'll put it out on Twitter. And then also uh, one more link I'm going to give you. I did this. I won this contest recently, and it's a four-page mini comic called Lunch Meat, and nice. it's really funny. And a great, fantastic artist, a good friend of mine, did this for me too. And I'm going to get uh, that's free as well. I just want people to have it and read it and enjoy awesome. it. Awesome. So. Both sure. of those would be for you uh, and anybody that wants to download them. I'll put them in the YouTube link as well down at the bottom. If you guys want to read them, it's down there. Go ahead and click. Uh, give my man some love. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, like I said, be on the lookout uh, first of the year for the relaunch, well, reopening of the Indiegogo for Hero Blood of Patriots. And then hopefully towards the end of the year, we're looking at book two. Yeah, uh, that's the plan as of right now. That's what we're going to try to do. Awesome. Well, you guys stay posted for that. I will see y'all next week. Peace out.